0: Dun, dun, dun,
1: dun, dun, no rhythm.
0: Really. No. Sorry, I thought I had it. Thought I had it. This man keeps trying to get rhythm
1: back, but yep. just won't allow it. I'm
0: so white, even my heart doesn't have rhythm.
1: Don't say a rhythm. I have no rhythm. <laughs> <I hate you. laughs>
0: oh, oh, dad man. jokes. Yep. None of the girls laughed. Wow.
2: No. I laugh when it's funny.
0: It right. is funny because it's self-degrading.
2: That's not funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, this is free wine and unleavened bread. And I have said that for a third time and not messed it up. Nice. Oh. Praise God. Praise God. Praise <laughs> God. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> 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 you messed up. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, that's totally the spirit. Spirit just had my tongue. Hallelujah. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. Halleluja. Mm-hmm. Um, But this is free wine and eleven bread. You were and trying I, to do that, time. <laughs> and I am Dalton Lot, and we've got Whitney Michaela Williamson hey. on the mic. We've also got Corey and Thorpe.
3: Hey guys
0: on the mic, <laughs> and David Lee Overstreet. <laughs> yep, with a uh, hopefully not surprise guest from Cooper Brown, Cooper James Overstreet.
1: Yelping in Cooper yelping. Cooper yelping, yeah.
3: <laughs> he wanted out of that crate. I think yeah.
1: there's actually some vomit in there. Oh. So. Aww. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be a fun time after the show, guys.
0: Fun time. Just take a hose to the crate and just spray it all down.
1: It's, on the, it's on the blankets.
0: Wash the blankets.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. Um <laughs> 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 yeah vomit blankets yeah vomit
0: blank vomit and blankets vomit and blankets <laughs> that light. should be a segment <laughs> vomit Dad and blankets
1: light. welcome to vomit and blankets, <laughs> where we talk about what cleaning solutions are better, oh my goodness, for which vomit
0: that'd be a good episode to like sponsor a cleaning solution it would yeah,
1: Ooh. yeah. Ooh. ideas, rug doctor
0: yeah. um well, guys, last week we uh talked about kind of the issues that we're dealing with and hopes that it would encourage you to talk about the issues that you're dealing with, with your peers, with your small group, with your friends, um, with your church, even, uh, this week, we're going to be talking about how we can keep those good habits going. We can dive, we can, what's the word I'm looking for? We can resist diving back into those bad habits, um, and taking heed lest we fall. Type thing. Um, so just to uh, just to reiterate kind of like what we were going into last week, um, we want to hold each other accountable. Uh, we don't want these, like, bad frames or, like, bad foundations to be built upon, uh, like in a building. Like, if you don't have a good frame, if you don't have a good foundation, then the building's going to fall. Um, actually... You know what, I read the other day that there is, like, a $7 billion building in, like, L.A. where, like, all the celebrities, like, just stay, and it's super expensive to stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's leaning 13 inches to the right. Hmm. Oh,
3: it wasn't built like that?
0: It wasn't built like that, no. Isn't and it's, that? It, it's because they, in the state of California, you have to you don't have to be down to the bedrock. Hmm. You can be within like 14 inches of it, or maybe it's like two feet, within two feet of the bedrock. Um, And then you can build. And so they didn't go the extra mile down to the bedrock. They just went to the two feet. And because of that, all that weight is just pushing down that extra two feet. And so it's starting to lean, and, I mean, eventually that building's coming down. Um, so it's like you can build this awesome big life, uh, but if you don't have a good foundation, then, like, take take heed, or else you're going to fall. Um, so that being said, we want to have that same kind of accountability, like within the church with other Christians. We want to hold Christians accountable. Um, and there is a verse in 1 Corinthians um, let me get back to it, uh, that Paul is like telling these Corinthians and he's like, so the context is there's this guy that is doing some really sexually immoral things uh, with the person within the church and they've like brought this to Paul and Paul is like, get the guy out. Like, if he's not repenting, if he's like continuing in the sin, then just get him out. Uh, and that's not um, to, like, be super mean or, like, exclusive of this guy. And, like, it's not to not extend him grace or anything. It's to protect the church. It's to protect the church from falling in on itself. Um, Because all the, like, if this guy is allowed to say, then, like, it's just going to cause divisions. It's going to cause confusion, stuff like that. And so the main point that Paul is making here is that like the world can do what the world does. Like we want to reach the world, but we're not here to judge the world. That's like, that is between them and God. God is the one who judges them. Mm -hmm. However, Christians like we're called to judge each other. And I know that the word judge has like some negative connotation to it, but this is in the sense of holding each other accountable. Yeah. And if something deserves excommunicating, then excommunicate. Um, of course, go through, like, the commands and the process that God has laid out for us in Scripture, but that's the whole thing. So that's the importance of keeping each other c- accountable. Um, the the second thing is, like, we talked a couple weeks ago, guarding your heart. Um, so, like, one, you want to guard your heart so that you don't become that one person that, like, has to be excommunicated. You're doing this like wild, crazy thing in the church. Um, But also, you don't want to get a puffed-up chest of, like, we're better than this person. Mm -hmm. No, this person needs grace as much as you do. Um, So, like, you've got to steward, like, what goes in, what goes out of your heart. Um, And then uh, we want to talk a little bit more about uh, keeping good habits. Um, So, last week, we talked about things that we can do better on. So, we're going to continue that conversation and how we can continue to do better. Um, but, yeah, let's get into it, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I just talked a whole lot, and I wasn't planning on what I would <laughs> say after that. So, I'm sorry. There's a little
1: bit of lapse there. Uh, no, I think, Um, just, sorry to cut you off, but, like, uh, I just want to add something in there real quick. You were talking about, like, not getting a puff chest about anything like that. I think that's important because, like, when we're in that state, it's so easy for us, first of all, getting to that state, I think, is very dangerous because you're not being humble mm-hmm. at that point. There's this, there's a line between humble and being, appearing righteous. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To the point where people don't want to model after you. To the point where people don't take what you're saying seriously. Because to them, it just comes off as judgy. Yeah. It comes off as, well, you you just need to do this.
3: You think you're better than them.
1: Right. And it's like, the circumstances don't matter. The Bible says it, so do it. Which is right. Mm-hmm. 100% right. But that's not the way... To reach these people. It's yes. not the way you go about it. You talk to them. You understand where they're coming from. And then. we were, Like we were talking about a couple weeks ago. It's the way you do it. Mm-hmm. It's just as important as what you say. Right. Obedience. Is huge. Is huge. You have to. but When you're preaching that to people. You have to come at it in a way. That doesn't sound like you're high and mighty because mm-hmm. otherwise people aren't going to take you seriously. Yeah. So that's the point that I just wanted to throw in there for you.
3: Yeah. And that's I think good. behind that too, is just like really checking your motives if, when you go about doing that. Cause like the full motive should be out of love. Right. Like you're doing this out of love to like help them not to puff yourself, puff yourself up more or like, yeah, just basically be that prideful kind of thing.
2: Right. Yep. Yep. It goes back to that scripture that talks about don't talk about, you know, the plank in your brother's eye when you got a whole log in yours Mm -hmm. and to examine yourself honestly, before you go to the person, go ahead and get with God and examine your heart and your motive in yourself. Um, It's really funny that you talked about motive because that was the first thing that came to my mind as well. What's your motive behind this? Is it to benefit the person or is it so you feel like you have right standing by Mm -hmm. being the person to correct them? Because if, If they're a person outside of the church, that is a different way to address something than somebody that is within the church. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: Second off, Holy spirit is your help. So before you go to somebody, you need to examine yourself. You need to get into that place with Jesus and, and check your heart. You also need to pray about Holy spirit convicting them Yeah, because Holy spirit can do that. He does do that and it's his job to convict. And at that point, I don't think that you should go to a person to correct them if you haven't stood on your, like, have you have not gone before God and gotten on your face on behalf of this person? You shouldn't go to them on God's behalf mm-hmm. if you haven't went to God on their behalf. Yeah, that's good. And um, so the the second thing here. I just wanted to reference 2 Timothy 3.16. It says, All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Um, and so just the Word. The Word itself is just so life-giving, and it, it convicts, and it it's for reproof. And so bringing that into... Like, if you do have to have this hard conversation with a person, if you're just spending time with them, if you're praying for them the way that you ought, usually they already know what they're doing that they shouldn't be doing. Usually they're pretty aware. Mm -hmm. But just being that person, being that friend, checking up on them, asking them how they're doing, I don't think that correction always looks like coming in with the right answer for somebody. The loudest voice that you hear is your own. So at the end of the day, even if somebody else gives you all the advice, you're going to listen to what you speak over yourself the most, usually. So I don't think going in always with the right answer to correct is it. I think it's going in with the right question. Because if you plant that seed of the right question for them, it'll have them thinking about it all day long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're going to initially do whatever their answer to it is.
0: Mm-hmm. And that one time may not even produce fruit, but you're still planting that seed. Yes. And God is the one who waters, or God is the one who brings growth out of that seed. Right. Uh, you water it, you plant it, um, but you can't expect your actions to be the thing that makes the change. Mm-hmm. And so you can't expect this person to respond to your actions. They have to respond to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Um, and so that's that's a thing that takes time. I mean, plant trees don't grow in a day.
2: Yeah, they don't.
0: Um, so yeah, so those are like the important things, uh, to consider when you're giving accountability and, um, advice to someone in the church who needs it. Uh, it's important to, to keep all of that in mind when you're the one receiving advice, know that this person is trying to come out of love. And even if they do say something that is harmful or that is, um, not completely lining up with scripture, Give them grace and then try to see and then ask the Holy Spirit for conviction if there is something going on that you're not aware of. Um,
2: Let's flip that for just a second as well. So say that you're the person getting the correction. Mm -hmm. Say that you're the person that's receiving it. Um, You can kind of tell if even if you might not be doing the exact thing that they're saying that you are. Are you offended? And if you're offended, why is there offense if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing? Mm -hmm. So before you get mad when people do, like if you're the person getting the correction or getting instruction, if you do have a response where your flesh kind of gets stirred up and you immediately want to justify yourself, pause for a minute, get in that quiet place. And if you have that reaction, maybe step away for a little bit Mm -hmm. and ask yourself, hey, why did this actually make me upset? Why do I feel the need to justify myself if I am doing what I know I ought to be doing? Um, again, self, self-examination. self And pray and ask God to reveal those things to you. Not only do you need to be teachable in the context of allowing others to pour into you, you need to be teachable in your time with God. And a lot of times, if you're communicating and communing with God the way that you ought, He'll actually correct you before people have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's your responsibility and your duty to to walk in step with the spirit whenever he he says, hey, like course correction, Mm -hmm. like, hey, you you turn a little right, let's go back a little left. Yeah, that's definitely an important thing is to,
3: like even when you think like you're all good, which isn't often, but like sometimes you focus on the big things that you're struggling with and you kind of lose sight of the idea that there's anything else. So it is important to always be asking God for – you know, to search your heart. And, like, if you look in Psalms, there's so many places where David is saying, like, say, Psalms 139, 23. He says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And then there's just so many different verses throughout where he's constantly asking God to just search his heart. And that's something we should definitely be doing daily.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, let's get into keeping good habits and deterring those bad ha- bad habits, um, what are some ways that we can continue in our healing process, in our recovery, so to speak, um, of like, okay, so we've been dealing with whatever it is in our heart, uh, we've been doing pretty good, how can we keep on doing good?
3: <coughs> I think a big part is filling yourself with something else so like if you're taking something away then you need to fill it up with jesus
4: mm-hmm.
3: like you know like say like heart surgery since we're kind of talking about that like say you get a heart transplant like the whole transplant like you can't just take a heart out and like sew a person up and be like okay you're all good like you have to fill it with a new heart mm-hmm. yeah? so it's like that with any bad habits or anything that we're really struggling with we to, like, help us keep that long-term progression towards Jesus and what we're trying to do, you have to fill it up with something else, which is Jesus and spending time with him and being in prayer, being in his word.
1: I think it's also, like, knowing that there's always room to improve. Mm -hmm. Like, the we're sinful and not perfect in nature. So there's always going to be something to say, hey, like, I could work on this you know, something to strive for, even if it's not huge things, you know?
3: Yeah, totally. Hmm.
0: Okay.
2: Um, Let's let's go to the place where we talk about, you know, whenever we get to that place where we kind of think we're really good with God and we're in a good place and not getting over into pride in that because a lot of times we can have good habits and do the things that we know we're supposed to, but then we kind of just stay there and we think that we don't have to continue to put in additional effort or to try to grow or change in areas because the areas that we were having trouble in have now become okay. Mm. Um, and hear me out. It's, it's if you think that, you know, you're in a great place with God, that's awesome. But There's probably still some hidden areas that you're not aware of that are going to surface. And one of the ways that we become callous to being taught by the Holy Spirit is whenever we think that we have it all together. Now, I'm not saying that, oh, we always need to be in this super broken place, X, Y, Z. No, we need to know our our right standing with God, and we need to know who we are in Christ. But I'm talking about whenever, you know, it's like me, mine, and ours, and we're good, and, and that's it.
0: Yeah, um, so when, when you're at that place of, like, I feel like I have nothing to work on, um, everything is good, then that's when you need, that's when you pour out to other people. When you've got what you need, that's when you give it to other people, mm. um, because not everybody has that, and so you've got to rec- recognize that you're in a position to give, and to give generously. Um, now, of course, that doesn't mean that you like stop doing what you've been doing. You keep doing that because you've got to keep yourself in that sort of position, but know that eventually you're going to depreciate a little bit and you've got to be like, nope, nope, back in the word. Like when you've got to notice that like, okay, I've been given so much time of like, um, service in the church. Like I'm given like, I'm spending four days at the church now and I'm leading this small group and I am discipling this one person and I'm leading prayer on Sundays and um, I'm doing like physical labor another day. And then you like, you start to get tired and stuff. You've got to realize, Oh wait, I'm overworking myself a little bit. So let's take some time off, get back to where I need to be. And then I can pour out again. And it's that constant like self reflection Of, um, I'm not perfect I'm going to mess up and so I've got to realize hey I'm messing up let me get back let me get back to equilibrium let me get back to balance and then we can go at this again Um, that would be my two cents on that
2: what about you David huh About
1: you, what about me? (laughs) No, I um, I agree with what you're saying. Like, it's just you just have to you have to put yourself in a place of humility, and you just have to like you just have to run to God with it. Yeah, every time, and you know you have to be that person prepared to receive, and that person that's Giving mm-hmm. at the same time. So yeah.
3: Corian. Yeah. Um I mean I feel like it's pretty much the same as what they said.
2: I kind of recall what you asked. <laughs> 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 Basically just how do we make sure that we're continuing to grow whenever mm-hmm. we do get to that place where we feel like we have let God work out those areas in our life and we feel like we're good with him Mm -hmm. because we don't ever want to be at this place that we're not dependent upon who he is. And so it's really easy to feel like we're good and not press in as much whenever we get to that place we feel like we're good with God. Yeah. So how do we not get into a place of pride and being like, oh, Mm -hmm. me and God are, you know?
3: Yeah, and I guess it just kind of keeps going back to that, just like God searched my heart. I mean... Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like those checkups. You go back for the checkups. I'm like, how's the heart doing? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah.
2: I really like um, how you you worded that, just like being poured into and pouring out, because um, just the word vessel has coming up a lot.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I don't even know if I said that.
0: The word vessel has been coming up a lot. Thank you, you,
2: my grammar. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, the word vessel has just been coming up a lot, and God needs healthy vessels. You can't really do much with a clogged vessel. You know what I'm saying? So not getting to that place where we're just getting poured into and holding on to it for ourselves, Mm -hmm. but we're also pouring out and pouring into the lives of others that we're investing in that we're, we're teachable, but we're teaching.
4: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: And so I just think that that's so awesome that God picks us and he chooses us and he uses us and we get to, to be used by him. Mm. Like, holy smokes he could really use anybody and you know he he cho- he chooses us mm. I just think that's so awesome but also not letting your insecurity getting get in your way or get in his way of using you because where you see lack, God put purpose and so I think that our weaknesses are a really cool thing too because that's where his strength is really highlighted and his glory is shown. and It's revealed because it's not anything that you can do in and of yourself. And so, you know, that's really Satan's perverted coin is pride and insecurity. And if you're not in one, you're in the other. Whenever you get into that right place, you're God, you're like, oh, well, I'm good. At least I'm not like that person. Don't, don't be that person that thinks that in your head. Yeah. But also not being this person that you're so ashamed or you're so insecure that you can't really step up and do what he's commanded you to do or he's asked you to do it's it's really having that balance and just being teachable by the Holy Spirit
3: Amen. I'm kind of going with the heart surgery metaphor because I love metaphors, English major <laughs> 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 sorry that was the weirdest laugh ever <laughs> um but, like, so a lo- so there's, like, kind of two sides to it. Like, so if someone has clogged arteries, a lot of times they'll have signs. Like, they'll have shortness of breath or some kind of physical sign that there's an issue. And so I feel like a lot of times in our lives, God will give us a sign that there's something wrong mm. in our spirit that we need to get right. But then there's also times when someone ignores those signs or just isn't, like, spending time paying attention to their s- those signs of their body and how it's reacting, and they just have a heart attack. And at that point, it's, uh, sometimes it can be too late. And so that's just something when you aren't asking God to search your heart, you're not paying attention to those spiritual things in you that just aren't feeling right, then, yeah, that's not good. It can It yeah. can lead to a spiritual... A big
2: spiritual issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It can make you become callous, too, to Mm -hmm. ignore those signs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, The Bible says that God leaves those to a debased mind, those who continue in their wickedness. Mm -hmm. And so it's that that numbing, that numbness to the conviction. It's that callousness to the conviction. Um, Eventually, God's like, I love you, but if you're going to keep doing that, keep on doing it. It's your choice. Um, eventually you're not going to feel the conviction. Even though it's there, you're not going to feel it.
3: Yeah, you've quenched it so much. Yeah.
0: Um, So it's important that we continue in a heart posture of humility, of knowing that God knows best and that, like, yeah, we get off track sometimes, but he's the one. He's like, no, come back. Come back. Um, And when we ignore that, that's when we... Walk off a cliff, walk into thorns, walk into anything else that is going to hurt us. Um,
2: And the cool thing is, is he doesn't, he doesn't make us start completely back from square one. When we get off track and we get back in position, we're right back where we left off. Yeah. Like our gifts, our talents, our callings, they're irrevocable. God doesn't change his mind, but you can Miss out on stuff. You can miss out on stuff whenever you get off course and you get out of the will of God. You can still have those gifts, talents, and abilities and it not profit anything and not prosper in your life. Mm -hmm. And so I just think it's so cool that 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 grace will put you right back where you left off and he's like, hey, I didn't change my mind. Just just come right back. Let's just take a little right turn here.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he's like your... Siri, well, mine's name is Frederick because he has an English <laughs> accent. But like, oh he'll reroute you. Like, he's not just gonna be like, oh, well, now you're headed to Mexico. Like, he'll reroute you back to your destination. Yeah. yeah. Unless not it is that Mexico. Mexico, is a bad place. No, no. But right. <laughs> <laughs> sure I mean, it's it's Fredericks are great. Oh, he is. Yeah. Great GPS. He is. Great.
0: Well, guys, I think that about does it for this episode. Um, thank you to our listeners for listening and always supporting us. Um, this podcast keeps on growing and it's to the, by the grace of God and by His provision. And we hope that He continues to help us grow uh, so that we can reach more people. Um, guys, next week we're going to be talking about the fruits of the Spirit. And that's going to be an extra long series. Uh, we may split it up. We may not. We'll get into that later. Um, but uh, just be on the lookout for that. And uh, I think we've also got some creative things coming up here soon. Um, Oh, yeah. uh, Like Devos, led by David and others, and then uh, just some other stuff. So be on the lookout for that on YouTube. Um, And, guys, just have a good week. Love God, love people. Proclaim Christ. This is Free Wine and Unleavened Bread. That was an awesome.